Welcome, race fans, to another episode of the Pacino Report. This is the podcast slash vodcast that gets past the hype and gives you the lowdown on what's happening in the MotoGP paddock. Well, it's season 2021, 2021. <laughs> I'll put my teeth back in. It's episode six. It's the Stefan Bradl episode. Woohoo! Apparently, he's, he's pretty much Honda's number one rider these days. Ah, well. So, it, we're only two weeks away from racing. We've had testing. We've seen the uh, the first shots have been fired across the bow of all the MotoGP teams. So, we know who's fast and who's not fast so far. And, um, yeah, I wish I was stuck at this place behind me at, at uh, the Los Angeles International Circuit. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. So uh, before we get into it, it's a very warm hello to my co-host, Andra. How are you, Andra? You enjoying watching testing so far? Oh, my God. Seriously, as it's like oh even people at work that have nothing to do with this or anything to do with motorbikes like, Andra, how long till the races start? Because everyone's getting, everyone's <laughs> getting excited with me. But it just too. seeing all the, all the social media posts and everything happening and bloody bring it on. It is, yeah, really exciting, isn't it? And, of course, it's a big welcome to El Jefe himself, Mr. MotoGP, Manuel Pacino. How are you, boss? Hola, brothers and sisters. How are you? I am fine here. Uh, the spring is arriving, no, here in Spain. Yeah. You are entering in, into autumn, We're right? going into autumn, that's right. Yep. Yes, and here the weather is changing now, sunny, fantastic. How every day should be. So let's start because I have a lot of stuff to talk about the testing. I have analyzed very much what uh, went on in uh, in Los Angeles. So it will be a very a pretty interesting podcast this time. I certainly hope so. So first of all, like it looks like you're still at home in Spain there. So you should be at this place. Are you going to go there? When are you going to go there? What's what's the process from here for you? Oh yes, look, I my flight is scheduled for the. March 23rd, Excellent. so I leave about 8, 8 in the morning, and it's a six-hour flight, not too much, so mm-hmm. at, in the afternoon, I will be in Doha, and then I will enter in the MotoGP bubble. They call it the MotoGP bubble. It's so interesting, because in, in a certain that way... Sorry? I just pictured everyone in this big, like, blow-up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but look, in a certain way, Qatar has come to rescue the start of MotoGP, right? Because you remember that the tests in Malaysia were canceled due to That's right. this uh, pandemic, okay? Mm-hmm. It was canceled. So Qatar accepted to, um, to do the second, the first test. So they had two tests. Then in Sepang, there should have been the Asian Talent Cup um, selection. Mm-hmm. It is happening now. Is this happening now in Qatar? The test of Moto2 and Moto3 tests that were to happen in Spain will happen in Qatar. This week? Yeah, later this week. Then we have the Qatar Grand Prix. And remember that Argentina and uh, the American Grand Prix was cancelled. Mm-hmm. So Qatar accepted to do a second Grand Prix. So imagine how big the oxygen that Qatar has given to the championship. Yeah. And there is something more that happened uh, just a few days ago. The Qatari government announced that they would um, vaccine. Vaccinate, yep. Vaccinate, sorry, vaccinate the whole MotoGP circus. Nice. For free, for free with Pfizer vaccine. Yep. It is 
1,300 uh, people. We will wow. be in Qatar. Well, they just had a few spares not, lying around. Yep, a couple of spares. Not, not bad, eh? Not bad. Um, so, and then, so as soon as you get there, you, you, you get vaccinated as part of the process going in? Yeah, yeah, because uh, let me explain that. It's, it, look, they have done a really good job. We are mm, registered in the computer for immigration as a special bubble. So mm -hmm. when MotoGP uh, riders or anybody who is in MotoGP arrives at Doha, there is a special line yep. called MotoGP. You yep. have to arrive with a PCR, right? Yep. Done. That's 72 hours before. As soon as you arrive, you get another PCR. Then you yep. you arrive, stick in your nose, and then you go through a special immigration only for MotoGP. Then there are, um, well, you have special counter for uh, uh, SMS cards, for telephone cards. Mm -hmm. You have special counter for exchanging money. So everything just for MotoGP, for wow. 1,300 people. Then there are five hotels that are called MotoGP bubble hotels, mm -hmm. where only MotoGP people will be. But hotels from this, from the level of Ritz-Carlton, Sheratons, you know. Yep. So in this hotel, it's incredible. No one will leave this bubble. So all the people that work in the hotel have to sleep for 20 days in the hotel. They can't go back wow. to their houses. Okay. Oh, wow. Yep. Just uh, the rental cars, rental cars will not be allowed to be rented cars. Mm -hmm. So there will be shuttle services from this five hotel constantly every hour to the circuit, back and forward. Yep. And the drivers of these passes, of these buses, have to sleep in the hotel as well. <laughs> cool. Okay. You have you are not allowed to go to any grocery to buy nothing. Yep. The food, the restaurants inside the hotels are open, but the people of the restaurants have to live, live in there. the hotels. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's an infrastructure incredible, incredible. That is crazy. And, and, and obviously, obviously though, the riders and the teams are there now and they've been there for some time. So they're gonna obviously have to stay there for the next two weeks until racing starts as well. No, I have to tell you, it's funny because the, the idea was that it should stay there. And the Qatari government had arranged as a number of activities for the MotoGP bubble, like going into the desert and drive uh, four-wheel yeah. rides yeah, and whatever. Yeah, all that stuff, yep. You can do karting, you can do motocross. So it's like... That's going to be a like, cool little holiday, like a nice little adventure. Yeah, but I have to yeah. say... I have to say that the one who complained about staying there after the test were Ducatis, Italians. Huh. They wanted to go back to their mamas. Uh, I no. want to go back. We are not going to stay. Not going to... <laughs> That's brilliant. So the, That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the government first say, no way. You have to stay because if not, it's a mess. With the bubble, yeah. you come in, you come out. At the end, who won? The Italians, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened? The uh, the others, the the French, the whatever, they were supposed to stay, but as the Italians left, wow, a lot of people left with them. 
Right. Oh, wow. Wow. But this is all because the Ducati wanted, not, didn't want to stay. Okay, so this is the situation. Is This is what I'm going to face. So mm -hmm. the, the cost of it is hyper high. You know, because these uh, hotels were, as you cannot go where you want, mm. obviously what happened? Yeah. yeah. I can tell you that a standard room, standard room, it's about 178 euros. I don't know how much it is in Australian dollars. Probably 250 bucks. Per night. Yep. So imagine I have to stay there 13 nights. Oh, God. And there is something more. The food, as you cannot buy food wherever, you have to eat the food from the hotels. Of course, yeah. So you got to pay the restaurant rates. It's about uh, another, I don't know if it's 50 or 25 euros per meal. <laughs> so forget it. You know, it's better not thinking about it because you get crazy. But so it's, a, it's it a, so you can get the news to us. I was going to say it's a unique thing. experience and situation because you're not going to have fans. You're not going to have people coming through. No, like it's so, just... uh, mistake, mistake. There will be fans. Oh, how? Ooh. There will be. Look, I tell you, the Qataris, I, I tell you, because there will be so far, the Qatari government has out, uh, authorized 20% mm -hmm. of the of the normal uh, number, but the organization tries to get some more, ah. okay? And look, it's very interesting. What's behind all this? Remember that Qatar is going to host in 2022, the World Football World Championship. Yeah, yeah. And they are basically training circumstances, okay? Mm -hmm. So they, they have organized a golf uh, tournament tennis but as they say look when uh, people from tennis came there were how many 50 people 75 people Mo uh, uh, hosting uh, MotoGP is another step yeah because this we have to control 1300 people mm -hmm. so it's all preparing for the big huge event the that is World the football Cup, yeah. exactly I still remember so you, Manuel, at the start of COVID talking about everyone having to be isolated in the hotel and they were having paella in the courtyard with everyone. Yes. <laughs> you know how many journal independent journalists are going to Qatar? Zero. Oh, geez. Six of you. Six. Oh, my Normally, God. Normally, in the press room, there are 200 or 300. Yep. Wow. But who can afford to spend that money, you know, yeah. if you yeah. are independent. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's that will be, look, there will be uh, one British, one Irish, mm -hmm. one Japanese, one Italian. Yep. One Spaniard. One, one Spaniard. One worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, two, two Italians and one worldwide. That's me. So that's all. Wow, that's that's crazy. That's going to be such a different experience for everybody, isn't it? Yeah, it's exciting. As, as, as you are in the air business, you know the flights mm -hmm. to Doha. the The plane is flying with 25, 30 people, not more. Oh, nice! That'll be a good flight. You'll get great Incredible. service. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see because probably the service will be kind of COVID service. I don't know how it's going to work. We will, I, tell, I will tell you. I'll put it yeah. in a little bag and throw it at you. 
Yeah, they, do, they do everything with masks on and all that sort of stuff. It, it is very strange. I've been taking some flights around Australia the last few weeks. We've started traveling again. Uh -huh. And it is, it's very strange. You have to wear a mask on the flight unless you're eating or drinking. Um, so, it's me. Yeah. I won't be wearing a mask. I'll be exactly. eating and drinking the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and but Stu, it's, and, it's, and are, are these planes uh, full? I mean, in Australia, you, yes. Yeah, in Australia. People the seated normally? Yep. Yeah. Yep, seated well, normally. It is, it is really weird because you, you have to go to the airport and wear a mask and socially distance, queue two meters apart, get to the aircraft two <laughs> meters apart. Yeah, and then you go, boof, and you sit right next to the person. It's weird. <laughs> like, why did we do this? It's crazy. Anyway, enough of that. So okay. let's get on to testing. Talk to me. What, have you, what have you learned shoot. from testing? Ask, ask me. I am here to get shooted. Shoot to me. Okay, right. So from, from an outsider's point of view, um, what I've learned from testing, huh, Ducati's fast. Oh, yeah, we knew that already, of course. Um, and... The Yamaha 2019 chassis is better than the 2020 chassis, of course. Um, but the thing for me is um, what's happening with KTM and what's happening with Honda. I'm really interested to find out what's happening with KTM and Honda, according to the test. I have to tell you that nothing, nothing what happened or what told you was not predictable. Absolutely nothing is new. Nothing. Look, um, I, have, I have compared the, the result of the 2021 Qatar test with the yep. result of the 2020 Qatar test. Ah, Remember, right. last, last year they went to Qatar and at the end they didn't race because yes. all these uh, stories started. That's so, right, yeah. comparison. Okay, so watching, watching at this, you, you realize that nothing has changed. Last year, the three, the top three guys in the test were Vinales, Quartararo, and Morbidelli. The three, <laughs> yeah. the, the top three guys. Who went out two, three, four. Yeah. Exactly. This time they made two, three, four. Yeah. So what is new? Nothing new. Yeah. Uh, we saw somebody says that uh, Jack, Jack Miller has kind of let fall that Suzuki has hidden their cards, that they had played poker, you know, they had, mm -hmm. that Suzuki had, had not shown all what they had. Yeah. If you go back to the, to, okay, if you go back to the 2020 test, they finished even higher. So they finished fifth and sixth. This yep. year they have finished seven and eight. Yes. Nothing strange. Fine. Stu, nothing strange because do, Suzuki has never been a fast bike in testing. Yep. In qualifying, remember what they what happened with them last year. The most, the biggest problem they had was qualifying. Quali so nobody should expect them being at the top. Yeah. They are where they have to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then <clears throat> Ducati. It's clear that um, it's a Ducati circuit. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Dovizioso won there 2019, 2018, and made second in 2017. So, They've been competitive at, there. so uh, Zarco doing well is not strange. Remember how good he did on the Yamaha there. Mm. And now it's a circuit that is good for him, and he has a bike that is a rocket. No strange. Yep. 
and Honda. Honda, look, it's so interesting. The Honda riders had 10 crashes, 10 crashes during the testing. All of them crashed, all from the first to the last. Yep. Is this strange? No. Why? You know how many times Mar Marquez has won in Qatar? Once. And was <laughs> when was it? Back in 2014. Yep. Since 2014, a Honda doesn't win in Qatar. And the only one who managed to win was a guy called Mark Marquez mm. in 2014. He has tried to the, to the end to win the races, but I don't know why the Honda doesn't work in Qatar. It's so difficult. And it's, yeah. not, a, it's not just a coincidence that all of them crashed, that they crashed 10 times. It's impossible to be a coincidence. You know, in racing, nothing nothing happens because of nothing. Yeah. So and we, that... heard, we heard the other week Paul saying he has to find the limit of the bike. And that's, that's clearly what he's doing. <clears throat> yeah. And the other ones, because he said very clear, look, he said, when I look at the Stefan Bradel's data, who was the fastest guy there, or when I go through Mark Marquez data in Qatar, I realize <clears throat> that uh, the key is to push the front. You know, they have to push the front to the limit. Something that Paul says that he was not used to with the KTM because the KTM is a bike that you ride with the rear wheel. Mm. Rear wheel. So uh, after four years riding a bike that is that performs by taking out the maximum of the back, you go, you switch to another one where you have to trust in the front. Mm. Then it's, uh, you know, he needs a time. Yeah, fair enough. And, and so KTM, we've been, there's been all this talk for the last six months about this super engine and they were going to be so fast. And so this is, I think this is the one main thing that surprised me is that KTM aren't faster. There's, there's a big gap between KTM and, and the front two or three guys. So are they sandbagging? Are they just going through their testing process oh, no, no, slowly no, no, no. or is Look, there problems uh, there? It's also nothing surprising. You, you've, <laughs> you know, it's not surprising. Before arriving in Qatar, uh, Danny Pedrosa said very clear, in Qatar we will suffer because it's a kind of track that doesn't suit to our bike. Okay. Why? Why? I explain you. The, the KTMs, the RC16 is the name of the KTM, mm -hmm. is very, its strong point is the stability in the front. Okay? They are very good in hard braking and entering into the turn with the brakes braking very much to the apex. In this, yep. they are extremely efficient, which is their weak point. Their weak point is corner speed. In Qatar, there, the, way, the, the layout makes that the braking has to be early, then you release the brake and then you do corner speed, you know, because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's like, you know, you have to let the bike just flow. I was going to say it's more this, flowing, yeah. Yeah, you brake early and, and then you release the brakes and you turn, yep. you turn. No, it's not like getting into the freaking braking and then, so, and, and in this, is the KTM is very bad. So there is no surprise, really. There is no surprise. Obs but basically, in nothing what happened. And um, you said, for example, 
the chassis, the Yamaha chassis 2021 is better than the 2020. Yeah, because it's the 2019 chassis, basically. How can we know? What, is, what has been different in practice than it was last year? Nothing. As I told you, the three Yamahas finished at the top last year with that horrible chassis. Yeah. They have done yeah, the same yeah, this year. So until we get to a race, we don't see if the Yamaha yeah. are good enough. Look, and then let me explain you something that is amazing. To analyze the, the Yamaha, it's very interesting in this test. Because as we see, when the when, uh, Los Ailes is a very wide track. Mm -hmm. Wide, you know? You say wide, no? Like this? Yep. Yes. Yep. Wide. So what is what allows this the Yamaha? The Yamaha turns so good that it allows to, to use the whole track. The lines are wide and, and round, you know, with speed. They have a lot of corner speed because the track is very wide, so they can shoo, mm -hmm. really turn around. What happens in the middle of the race? If you have a Ducati on the side, a Ducati on the front, then you cannot do these lines. Yeah. So you got stuck in the middle of the traffic. You can see this if you... In, in the layout of the track, you have to have a look at turn 12, 13, and 14. Mm -hmm. It's as as you can see, it's kind of a, an omega, right? Yep. An omega omega sign. Yep. So it's there are three corners, but it's basically one corner. You do it with lean over and lean over and lean over. At this point, Stuenadra, Quartararo, and Vinales were extremely fast. Mm. The lap time, the good lap time that put them at the top. They made it in T4, in section four. Okay, yeah, around right. that last corner section. Yeah, at this point, it was like, as they can use very wide the track, and the, and the Yamaha is a very good turning bike, mm -hmm. they, they really flew there. It's incredible how fast they were there. But again, this, while they are with clean track in front, it's capable. The problem is being stuck in a group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so how come we've we've seen the two Monster Energy Yamaha, uh, factory Yamahas and the one um, Sepang Racing Team uh, Yamaha in the in the top four, but then Valet yes. is all the way down in what tenth, eleventh, something like that. So that there still seems to be a difference there. Is 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 that age, or is is there something else going on with Valley? Well, uh, it's a long time since Valentino has been not fast in practice. Valentino in all his career has been basically a racer. Yeah. You mm. know, a Sunday racer, as you say. Mm -hmm. It's more or less what happens with the Suzuki. The Suzuki is a Sunday racing bike. They are good in the race, not in practicing, as we said before, you know. And Valentino is the same. Valentino, if you, I think it's he's point eight behind the the fastest or something like this. Yeah, I think so. But uh, yep. it's uh, with Valentino, we can say that it's more or less normal. Okay, uh, Valentino, I don't count with him as a winner, mm -hmm. but he's in the position he has to be. So nothing abnormal with Valentino. He started extremely bad, the testing. Yeah. He, after the first day, he was 1.7 behind the fastest. Yeah, and he has that. been 
typical Valentino. He's worked and ping, ping, ping. He stepped yep. up. But he's not in the two, in the super top group. Okay. Yep. yep. Okay. And Alicia Spargo, that's a that's a fantastic result there for, for the Aprilia Guzzini team in sixth, only less than less than half a second off of off the Ducati pace. Is that a good indication yeah. for the year again for, for Aprilia yeah. development? I spoke a lot with the one responsible of Aprilia, and mm-hmm. I can, I have a lot of information about Aprilia. Look, they explained to me. Uh, what you have to realize is that last year our bike was completely new. Completely new engine. The whole the bike was a complete new bike. So we had no reference. There were the logical uh, youth problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. He said, now, obviously, we have worked with that bike for a whole year. So the, the biggest youth problems we have polished. Now, what we, what we have done is we are, have been adding new stuff. But it's not like we know now the bike. Okay? Yeah. Then they said, okay, but we are uh, positive, but we are realistic. Qatar can be uh, a mirage like you do in the desert, right? You say mirage? Mirage, Yes. Because what happens? Uh, Qatar is probably the best circuit for the Aprilia in the championship. And Qatar is a circuit where Aleix always is fast. So Mm -hmm. they can do well there, but it might not be the reality when they arrive in Europe. Yeah, okay. So I ask them, okay, that's clear, but which will would be a good result for you in the race? Because, wow, when you see the Aprilia, you can imagine them fighting for the podium. They said, okay, let's be realistic. <clears throat> realistic means what? Realistic means if we finish a top 10, it would be a fantastic result. Yeah. If we finish top six, would be like winning the race. Mm-hmm. So don't imagine that we will see the Aprilia, wow, you know? Re- making a revolution because it won't happen. Be good if we can see them in that um, in that mid pack fight though. That that'd be really nice. Yeah, and and there is something uh, very interesting. Look, it might sound strange, or maybe somebody will say, "Hey, what is this guy saying?" The test is nothing worth. We just saw the test. The race will be different. And mm-hmm. I tell you something. You know who is going to win the race? That is not going to win the race, the guy who will be fastest. No way. The race will get won by the guy who manages the rear tire best to the end of the race. Yep. And we don't Lozal, have Javi anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Losail is an extremely abrasive circuit. Not because the tarmac is rough and abrasive, because the tarmac basically is uh, slick. And in fact, they will change the whole tarmac when the second rain finishes, the whole okay. tarmac. The problem is the sand that is, in, you know, in the holes on the tarmac yeah. that, that um, has the effect of, uh, how do you say, sandpaper, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> there are two factors that I tell you, I can tell you now without knowing that I won't mistake. Two factors that will decide the race. Managing the tires and 
fuel consumption. Ah, right. We have seen many times bikes stopping immediately after the flag, running out of, of fuel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the Ducati can't, can't use their power for the whole race. No way. Yeah. They would never finish the race. And this happened for the others. So they have to, first, the rider have to manage the tire. If somebody tries to escape at the beginning, this guy will not arrive at the end. So the others, you know, they, they have to manage. If somebody tries to escape, the ones who really want to win the race have to be smart enough or calm enough to not fall into the trap. Mm -hmm. So you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask one of a question I would have asked probably a year ago. But in regards to the fuel for the race, are they allocated only a certain amount, or they can just have one tank full? No, the fuel tank is 22 liters, and that's it. Okay, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, you know that the engineers they calculate the consumption in grams, not mm -hmm. in in liters. It's mm -hmm. grams. So one uh, a bike uses 700 grams fuel per lap in Qatar. Yep. Okay. So imagine how critical they, they, they do. They, when they get out of the circuit, the pit lane for the first time to, to get to the grid, oh, yeah. they, they get into a mode that they called echo lap. Echo lap. Oh, right. Yep. Yep. Yes. This echo lap, of they course. do the lap about 30 Ks per hour, very slow. Um, in, in, that lab, in that lab, they have to consume maximum 300 grams. Wow. It's down to this because if not, wow. they don't get to the finish line. Has anyone stopped just before the finish line running out of fuel? I don't remember, but probably yes. Don't, don't appeal it's to such my a, Like you say, we've seen them just get past, but it's a fine line. Yeah, I've seen or, it or look, or probably what can happen is because I don't know, but you know, there is no connection between the bike and the boxes. There is not right yeah, that I connection. Know. Yep. They can control. But obviously the engineers, I don't know exactly how they do it. They know about the fuel consumption. And then you can see on the board, they show switch to, mapping. they change the, the mapping. So yeah. the, the bike loses power. Ah, and that's that's why you get those messages about go to mapping too, because as you say, they they can see the lap times, and so knowing the lap times, they they, they know it. very accurately exactly how much fuel they're using, and so they can see as as you say, Manuel, if someone's really hammering to try and get away or to you know, try and break away from a fight, they might be using too much fuel, and that's why you'll see them going switch to mapping two or three or yeah, compensate. It's to the, the the mapping switching normally is more related to the consumption of the rear tire that the engineers calculate mm. as well. But in this case, it's related to both yes. the fuel consumption and the tires. But I tell you, look, imagine at, at the end of the race, a group, normally there should be a group like in 2019. Andra, have a look at the race of 2019 and you will realize because it was a look and at the end, who won the Ducati? Because Don't if they arrive in a group, the Ducati is so much faster on the straight. Mm. Yep. That Jack or Sarko just have to open the gas. Yep. Because turn 16, here we can put the map again. <laughs> turn 16 is a turn that is an awful turn because they come from 240, I think, and they have to stop the bike. When they exit 
that turn 16 to to start for the finish line that is very back in the very far away at the end of the straight they are around 100 kilometers per hour mm. so basically they start to accelerate from zero yeah. and in this point the ducati bye bye Freulein. yep out of the way, out of the and way they know this, and they know this. So the only chance, look, I am excited with this, as you can see. The only chance for Yamaha is that they arrive at the last hour with a certain advantage. They need one second when they got into the straight. Yep, yep. And then, if they are in front, they can get that second in that famous section four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. If, definitely. If, if Quartararo or Vinales is in front in the last lap, in section four, they will go for, uh, you know, we say hospital or podium. Yes. <laughs> on top of win the it podium. Or yeah. <laughs> uh, or there are two doors. One says uh, the clinica and the other <laughs> one says victory. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So in section four, they have to give it all. But yeah. obviously, again, obviously the others, Jack, or if a Suzuki is there, mm-hmm. they know with this, what will they try? To avoid, in any case, that the Yamaha are in front in section four. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't give them the room to be able to pull out. Yeah, that's it. Indeed. So, so what are the, what do you reckon those, those two, three, two or three key points that you've taken away from, te- from testing are this week? The key points. Nothing is different than last year. Yep. Everything what happened is predictable. Yep. And the races, not the fastest rider will win the race. Mm. Nice. Nice. Not necessary. Obviously, maybe he does. Maybe Jack wins the race, but, you know, it doesn't mean that the one who qualifies, no. No, no. The track, in this case, sets the rules. Mm. Yep. It's not the riders, the track, the condition of the track, the condition of the track, the sand and the fuel. Cool. Do you have a prediction for the first race? I think Jack can win. Even with the tires? He has to be smart. Look, he has so much power. If he Mm. stands behind the Yamahas, it's not a problem. He has the car that he's aging. So if he has to be smart to arrive in a good condition mm. because the only thing that he has to avoid is to get, how to say, uh, to stay back. If he is in the front, he has not to be leading the race because he has this power that in the last uh, lap, he has just mm. boom, stay up there, maintain you, it, keep it all yep. under control. Well, and then within a second if you, of the leaders. If you watch race uh, 2019, 2018, you will see exactly this is what Dovizioso did. Mm. Stu, remember, and he, uh, Marcus, desperated entered first in the in the last yep. straight, and yep. Dovi just said, you know, and waved to oh, him, bye bye. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So Jack for me is a favorite. I can see also uh, Zarco doing well, mm-hmm. and the Yamahas. Uh, Morbidelli, the Yamahas will be there, nice. uh, especially. Quartararo and Vinales. And the Suzuki mm. will be around, but I think I don't give them too much credit to win mm-hmm. the Suzuki. The favorite, look, if Ducati doesn't win there, <laughs> it's it's a big, because there are two Something circuits, wrong. 
basically Ducati circuits. One is Austria and the other one is this here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed. They should leave the two Grand Prix with 50 points in the championship. Nice, nice. With okay. Which riders? I don't know. Mm -hmm. We expect to be with Jack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the other thing I wanted to ask you about this week, we saw some footage of Mark Marquez on a mini bike this week. Whoa. So, yeah. Let me tell you tell story about because, Mark. <laughs> because we leave. Look, look. I got excited. Today, they went, Mark's on a no, bike. No, no, went, no, oh, no, really? no. You will, get, you will get more excited with what I tell you. Uh-huh. Uh, today is Tuesday, right? Yeah. Okay. Yesterday, yesterday, Monday, Rich Carlton, Jim, Doha. Attention. Now I'm going to uh, Im just imagine what, put, put an imagine to what Close I am your eyes, Rich, Imagine. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Rich Carlton, Doha, Jim. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. John Mir, uh, Pablo Nieto, and other guys from the bubble are in the gym training. Exercising, look at that. Suddenly, the, su suddenly the door opens and Mark Marcus enters. Oh, oh, oh no. What? So he's Hang there. He, he, so imagine all like a shot, <laughs> you know, they, they, with the elbow, they, if when you see a cool guy or a cool girl, whatever, yeah. they, they look, look, look. Mark entered, Mark entered, and he just said, hola, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Is he trying to psych him out? Hang on, hang on. And went straight to the rowing machine. I'll have to use, use the arm. Nice. Sat down and started to row like a beast. And obviously, everyone was like, Holy looking shit. to him like nobody saying I'm just looking. Yep. So he finished the rowing, stood up, adios, and left. Huh. No, no, no more words that hola and adios, you know? Not, oh not going to the guys, hey, how are you? No, nothing. Was that purely when he left, when, the, when he left, the, the comments were, have you seen his muscles? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he said, wow, he's like a bull, strong. And what said, and this bastard could have wear a t-shirt from his size, not an XS t-shirt. <laughs> he entered with a t-shirt that was exactly, you know, he's, he destroyed them. Was this a setup? Was, like, was, was this a psychological? Mental, yep. It's like a, a perfect uh, Hollywood script, yep. you know, because... Everything was like prepared. He enters and he didn't go to John to talk about the championship. No. Hi. But went to the town, went away. Oh, uh, yeah. T-shirt like, and yep. he was smart and didn't do any exercise with weights with his yeah. arms. Huh. Yeah. So he left everybody thinking, what, what? And they are all, I, I, I bet that they are all now thinking what he's going to do. Mm -hmm. So, because Mark went to get the first shot of the vaccine. Ah, yep. So he got that shot yesterday, Monday, and immediately he took a plane and returned to Spain. Huh. Which means that he has to come back. Yep. Yep. Okay. 
Mark uh, plan for this week, he will test this week on a non-MotoGP bike. And he has two possible scenarios. They are mm -hmm. thinking in two possible scenarios. One Portimao and one Jerez. Right. He will test there. And um, because the doctors, when he went through the last uh, exam, they said, Mark, the bone is okay. You have the same possibility to break the left than the right humerus. This is okay. But we recommend you not to get immediately on a MotoGP bike <laughs> because now what you have to check are your muscles and your tendons. Yeah. You have been without riding so long, so you need to check how it, the muscles and the tendons will behave. Mm. And so what did he do? Immediately he jumped on a mini bike. There are yep. videos of him riding. Uh -huh. <clears throat> the next step is going on a standard bike. Probably it will be a RCV. Yep. You know, the street bike. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so the team obviously is very excited. They asked him, uh, do you want that we send some mechanics with you for this test? He said, no, 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 no. There is no need because I will take normal mechanic because it's a normal bike. Yep. So what he's going to do, he's going to do laps and laps to check how his body will react to the riding. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. And between and, and the option between Portimao and Jerez, I don't know, but I can imagine that he will go to both. Mm. <laughs> Portimao for sure. Portimao for sure. Because he can start to learn. He learns mm. the the bike he has never ridden in Portimao. So yep. even with a street bike, he will know the blind corners. And then when he gets there, he knows where the bike, he, he has to mm. put the bike. Yep. So this is the situation. And this appearance of Mark has killed <clears throat> the information about the testing. Nobody speaks about anything else that Mark in Qatar. Well, he, speaking of oxygen, get him he talking. just sucks all the oxygen out of the room, doesn't he? <laughs> Exactly. Very good. Yes, that's a good image. Oh, yeah. To be a fly on a wall. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Fantastic. So are there any, any more? Yeah, sorry. Go oh, on. Go, go on. I was going to say, are there any wild cards this year? Yes, but not in Qatar, of course. They will do, They will race in Europe. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Um, and the so problem is... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the problem is... Um, the question is, when will Mark return? Okay. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In the team, in the team last Friday, in the team, the idea, because it's done to Mark, Mark will decide. But they think the idea was probably he will return for the second race in Qatar, the so called Doha Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. This was the idea they were dealing with last Friday, three days ago. But uh, with Marquez, you never know. No? He may appear the 26th for the testing, yeah. for the practice, and you never know. But it will happen much, much earlier than any of us expected. Oh, for sure. It's amazing. And I tell you, he has blown up the brain of the rest of his riders. You know? <laughs> well, that's what he does. He, he's, he's psyched people out for years and years and years, mm -hmm. and he just continues to do so. I have a question, Manuel. I'm going to chuck it in now from one of our listeners. Go for it. Um, 
if Honda's now testing for more rider friendly, so they've obviously changed the bikes. I know that Mark had them set up a certain way, but they've adjusted that. Um, is that going to be a problem for when he comes back? Cause they're going to have to change. Can they just change the bike again or will he have to ride it with the current? Oh, look, it's, you have to realize that if they do an easier bike, it will be an easier bike oh, for easier for him. Well. But don't, so, do know, they tune it for that, him, for him to get more out of it? Like why does he ride it at a harder setting then or a harder? Well, this is set up, but basically what, what Mark did the difference because he was capable to ride the bike that nobody else were capable to ride. That's why he crashed so much. That's why he has so much saving. If they do a less critical bike with the, with the front, the problem of the Honda is the front. That's why mm -hmm. we have seen Mark crashing so much because the, the front uh, end is so critical. If they fixed it or reduce that criti critical uh, behavior, it will be also better for him. Yeah. The problem, look, the thing is that while he was there, he was winning, even with this critical bike. Yep. The problem was that when he disappeared, then the engineer had no other option that go for it. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yep. And they did. And this, and this will 100% help Mark Marquez. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Any other listener questions this week? I do have one more. Thank you. And I also just need to say hello to Andrew and Gillian because they're our number one fans. What's up, number one fans? <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, they had their vaccination too the other day, so they'll be ready to travel around the world. Um, Manuel, do you think that Suzuki will struggle also because of the Japanese culture politeness and avoidance of losing face, hampering their team boss's ability to take command or show of leadership? Okay, yes. Now traduce it to me so I can understand it. Translate it to me, please. So they don't have Brivio <laughs> in charge anymore who who could just yes. say, do this, do that. They've now got, it's just, is it Kawachi-san is just in, in basically in charge? He uh, seems with, quite passive. He seems Yeah, quite... with him being passive and Japanese style, is that going to be a problem for the rest of the team because he's not as active as, as Davide was? Uh I don't know, but look, you know that I like very much to go back to the figures and analyze the what has happened through the years, right? Mm -hmm. And Suzuki has not won back-to-back -back championship for the last 30 years. Since, uh, since Lucinelli and... Uh, Uncini won the championship. Mm -hmm. So the, the statistic says that is almost impossible that the Suzuki repeats the success of last year. Obviously, yeah. the statistics are also there to be broken. But, you know, it's very difficult. Especially mm. because Honda returns. Look, Honda has been humiliated last year by no winning, not winning a race. They have been humiliated because finally all what people was, were saying about without Mark, you will get lost. You will get lost. And they were saying, no, 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 no. Our bike is a winning bike. So they lost and they got, you know, they be, so they are returning with all what they have. Mm. 
So Honda, if Honda doesn't win this championship, some head will roll in in Tokyo. Right. I really nice. want Mark to get better and come back, but I hope he doesn't come back and just dominate it again because I loved last year. Yeah. Yeah, but was, look, was, I, love, I was I love the unpredictability and yeah, but look, we, I was discussing this last night with some friends. Okay, last year it was very uh, very exciting. We didn't know who he was going to win. Mm -hmm. We saw so many people winning races, but the sport missed their reference. Yes. Yep. Okay. A sport needs a reference, even if he wins mm -hmm. all. But you lose the, I don't know, uh, the, you need a myth up there you need a, yeah. a reference someone to like chase someone we to, have yeah. a reference exactly in all sports it's okay it's very exciting but <clears throat> a sport without the guy someone might get close or someone might nearly beat him or they might yeah yeah and look and what he did this uh, entering in this gym shows he is the boss he means business. He's he's the back. godfather, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. I just I wasn't there. I, I was told about this uh, situation, but I can imagine perfectly. You know, in, in your imagination, you can imagine him entering there all like. And he'd know you see everyone looking from in his peripheral, like everyone going, <clears throat> "Oh my god!" Yeah, it's like back <laughs> in school again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. 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 Uh, again, we. It was. When he was here, it was boring him winning. But when he wasn't, we missed him. Because yeah. we missed the man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Can okay. I ask a question one more? This is Go my on. question. This is, yeah, yeah. this is a participant of the podcast question. Um, Maverick, I'm being very judgy. So he's just got mm -hmm. married. He's, ha he's waiting for a baby to pop out. Not of him. He's um, looking very good. He He's... Is he focused enough? I, like over our conversations, I take him as, because at my mature age of 43, I take him as a, he's like a teenager that goes, I know it all. You can't tell me, you know, mm. what I need to do. Is he focused enough for this season? Have, he seems quite distracted. And I have been hearing that he's practicing his starts and is is opening laps. Over is the that because of Manuel's days. conversation with him? Well, I don't know. It, is it? You know, yeah. Can, can, look, look, both uh, the it's thing question. is, the thing of the Maverick, he says, look, the situation of Maverick is completely different. He says, without Valentino in the garage, Yamaha yeah. should work in another way. Oh, because he gets okay. the, left, but, the left side mm -hmm. now. Yeah, but the thing is, again, we will see it in the race. We will see, look, yeah. which are Maverick's weak points? The start. The aggressivity in the first lap. He just mm -hmm. isn't aggressive to. Enough. I watched. I watched that race. You told me he started from pole and just. Yeah, I remember in that race he uh, arrived at the first corner mm -hmm. in Qatar on the left, and suddenly he should have just bang closed yeah, there was the door. Like six bikes went past him, and, and then suddenly, like... when he when he saw a lot of bikes getting inside, he just had not the courage of just mm. throwing his bike inside. Yep. Can you see Stu's frozen? I think Stu that is frozen. The, he... the dial-up internet in Queensland must have cut off because it's past a certain time. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Oh. I can, I can, I can hear you guys fine. Oh damn it! I was trying to talk <laughs> about you, thinking you couldn't answer me. Yeah, you can. Am I, you am look, I frozen? But you can hear me. At least you're not picking yes, your nose or you something. You look like a serial oh. killer, like this. You look a like serial this. killer. 
Åbn den lige. Jeg er How many did you kill in this 10 seconds? <laughs> oh, at least nine. That's it. Careful, cro- I may, kill, I may did, kill again. Did the crocodile jump off the treadmill that runs your internet up there in that's, Queensland? That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, right. I've, I've got nothing else for, for today, mate. I just wanted to finish by having one quick comment uh, outside of MotoGP. I wanted to say, how good does that Mark VDS... Uh, Moto 2 bike look. Oh, that my table. God. That is stunning. That looks really, Superb. really good. It looks gorgeous. I'm I'm very excited for Moto 2. Indeed. That is going to be really good. But this week, I think, we'll see Moto 2 testing. We'll get a bit of an idea to see where Jake and Sam are at and, uh, and the rest of the paddock as well. Is, but Jake, is Jake, I know that he's been out doing a bit of dirt bike action and everything seems like it's good. Mm. Yeah, I haven't uh, heard if he's, if he's there, but we'll see. Yeah, and Remy is, is training hard. Yes. We all push for Remy, don't we? Yes, we Definitely. do. I, yeah. I'd say he's close to the favourite this year. Him and him and Sam will be, will be mm. the, the top Yes, two, he, he has to. He has to. Yeah, yep. exactly. exactly. It's going to be good to watch. Perfect. All right, um, boss, any, any final comments or, or, or anything from you before we, before we sign off? No, I think that, again... Uh, we'll, next week we can have a chat about Moto2 and Moto3. That will be quite exciting. I would like that no? very much. Yes. Yeah, because uh, they are second and third division, but they exist as well. They're just so as we exciting, have... if not more exciting. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so, beautiful. Nice so having said that, yeah, yeah, great chat. Andrew, have you got some final comments for our viewers and listeners before we head out? I do. We've had a we've had a massive increase in our followers and subscribers um, over our last couple of episodes. So thank you so much to everyone that subscribed. Um, yeah, please continue to share, tell your mates, drop us a message, follow us on Instagram, what, check out motogp.com and motogp.es if you speak a hundred languages. You mean Pacino GP. <laughs> what did I say? You said MotoGP. Did I really? No, what yeah, you yeah. I'm just supporting everyone. <laughs> Don't go to MotoGP.com. No one cares about that website. Make sure no, you get no, the who cares about MotoGP. They have enough readers. Exactly. had two drinks. <laughs> I'm sorry, Manuel. You 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 go. You explain it better. Nah, that's fine. I was yeah, just yeah, going to ask Manuel. Yeah, where 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 can they get the latest news? And I did see some stories from MotoGP.com. <laughs> Apparently, there's some. You've got some new stories up on there in the last last few weeks. There's some good uh, good content. Yeah, yeah. I have I have good stories and I have analysis of the testing for each brand. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's good to have a look because you are completely into what happens in the testing. And exactly. I have to I have to announce Ooh. that we have we will have some interesting new products Ooh. here here and just it will be it, products. it will be a shot. So, yes, store uh, products. I mean uh, products, products, yeah, different stuff that we oh. will invent. Ooh. For our listeners, that will be super mega cool. Outstanding. Ooh. Can't wait to hear more I about can't that. Wait. 
Yes, yes. I'll, I'll keep as hassling you about that. As soon as we stop recording, as soon as we stop recording, I explain to you. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So on that note, everybody, thank you again so much for uh, for for sitting there and watching and listening to uh, to to the absolute master of MotoGP himself for the last hour or so. It's it's been educational, wonderful as always. Um, this week, make sure you get and check out the the Moto Two and Moto Three testing, and then in two weeks' time, it, it we're here. It, it's underway. I'm so excited. Um, yep, hit the uh, hit the notification bell, like, subscribe. Make sure you tell all your friends about it. If you, if we're doing something you don't like, make sure you let <laughs> us know. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. That, yeah, <laughs> tell us. Probably more, probably more than the likes because so we learn. Exactly. 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 That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. And so, if you've got questions, keep sending the questions through as well. Yeah. Uh, we love answering the questions. But until next week, we will be back next week. I just keep seeing my, this thing come up, and it I looks know, like it's... I've got long hair. It looks like I'm a mullet. It looks like you got Fantastic. a mullet. Looks great. But yeah, until then, everybody, stay upright. Let's talk to you soon and See watch the MotoGP. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Stay safe. Stay safe. Bye bye.